podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. The Two-Footed Podcast is brought to you by EPLindex.com and our presenting sponsor, Liberty Shield. Liberty Shield is a VPN provider. A virtual privacy network allows you to go online, change your location, access things you're geo-blocked from while keeping your data safe. So, as an example, if you are a UK expat and want access to BBC iPlayer to watch Match of the Day or ITV Hub or all four, but you get that message that says this content is not available in your location, a Liberty Shield VPN gets you around that block allows you to watch whatever you want on those services while also keeping your data safe. And it goes further than that. It allows you to open up Netflix's entire library by just changing your IP address. Liberty Shield is the number one rated VPN provider on Trustpilot with five-star ratings across the board. So go to libertyshield.com right now, use the code EPL25, and get either the hardware package or the software package. The hardware package is a router that you plug into your existing router, and any item you want to change the IP address on, be it your phone or your television, you connect that to the new Liberty Shield router. All other items can remain connected to your existing router. There's also a software package, which is instantly downloadable to your device, and you can get using straight away. Again, libertyshield.com, EPL25 for 25% off at checkout. We're also brought to you by Home of Hopcroft, a giftware and homeware company located in Scotland, but shipping worldwide. Check out homeofhopcroft.co.uk and do check out the EPL Index and Anfield Index shops, which you'll find on Etsy. Use the codes EPL10 or RED10 for 10% off at checkout. And lastly, do remember to check out a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. That podcast is on this feed before every Premier League match week. And then the EPL Roundtable hosted by Kevin DeVries on its own EPL Roundtable feed. So just search EPL Roundtable in your podcast device. And that's out after every match week. Now, on with the show. What's good, boys and girls? Two-footed podcast on Thursday, September 7th. Hope you're all well. The weather was lovely an hour ago, and now it is absolutely teeming rain, and there's thunder crackling across the sky. So if you hear that in the background, that's what that is. Uh, Today is Thursday. We're going to do questions today, and we're going to do nostalgia tomorrow. Monday, we're going to do predictions for the the campaign ahead, and then we'll roll from there. Um, We're going to start off with a question from Isaac Gilding. Question for the pod. Heard you mention Cody Gakbo doesn't play to his size. 
Couldn't agree more. He plays like a nippy 5'9", number 10, without the agility. Do you know who he really reminds me of? Is Kagawa. He plays like Kagawa, except he's like seven inches taller. He just doesn't play that way. Um, with this in mind, can you build two teams? One of big players who play like they're small, let's say 6'1 and above, and then a second team of short players who play like they're huge, let's say 5'9 and under, goalkeeper excluded for the short team. Right? Let's build the short team first. So we will start out... We'll go with... So I can have any goalkeeper, really, can't I? So I'll just go with Gigi Buffon here, just to give this team an advantage. Uh, Centre-backs, we're going to go Fabio Cannavaro and... Fabio Cannavaro and Roberto Ayala, who both played like they were a lot bigger than they were. We're going to put Ivan Cordoba at right back, who's also about 5'8", but played like he was 6'5". We're going to play Roberto Carlos at left back. Always played above his size. Very physical. Despite not being a great defender, he was a physical defender. Uh, midfield. So Mascherano has to be in. Um, I believe he's 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, Just went around bullying people for the entirety of his career. Yeah, 5'9". I believe I can pair him with Lothar Mateus, who I believe is, was 5'9". He was, so we're going to put Lothar Mateus in midfield as well. And you know what? We're going to play N'Golo Kante here as well. Uh, he, So we're going to sit Mateus as the holding midfielder and let him run the game. We'll send Kante and Mashgrano out to bully everybody. And then in the number 10 spot, I think it's going to be Diego Armando Maradona. Um, So he's perfect there. And our front two, obviously, Lionel Messi plays well above his size, always has. And, I mean, I could pick Salah, but I really want a poacher here. Hmm. I really want a proper number nine. No, he doesn't count. Damarano's five ten, so he because he would have been perfect. So he played a lot bigger um, than his size, but doesn't count, so that's fine. Um. Okay, I've got one option, but his teammate might have been even better, depending on size. We're going to go Hugo Sanchez, former Real Madrid striker, noted for his volleying technique and his ability in the air, despite only being 5'9". We're going to go with him. I was thinking Butragueño, because he was really good in the air, despite only being about 5'7". Diogo Jota might be another option. I think he might be 5'10", though. Yeah. We're going to go Hugo Sanchez. Um, Yeah. Yeah, Hugo Sanchez. Always played well above his size. Right. 
So that's our that's our shorter team. Our bigger team. So we're looking for people that play small. So it says six one and above. So we'll go Gakbo up front as one of two. Alongside Peter Crouch, who never really played his height at all. Uh, in midfield, could Gakbo be the 10 in the diamond? We put Gakbo at the 10. We'll put Crouch up front. And we'll put him up front. Mm-hmm. Let me come back to that. Um, we're going to play Dan Byrne in defence, obviously. Doesn't play anywhere near his his size. We're looking for, with respect, we're looking for soft players as well. Players that are kind of easily bullied. Now, this guy's not easily bullied, but he doesn't play his size in that he plays like a shorter guy. He's he's very mobile. He's really good at carrying the ball. Joel Matip, stepping out of defense, is, is very, very good. And of the same ilk is Edmund Tapsapa. Now, I think he might play his size a bit more than Matip. Like, Matip's decent in the air, to be fair to him, and, and at times was great in the air, but can be a little bit soft. Johan, Tapsapa, I don't think that's something you really level at him. You probably could. I think Saliba plays soft, if I'm honest. Do you know what? I'm going to put Saliba in there. I'm going to put Saliba in next to Matip. Dan Byrne at left back. Uh, I don't think Ben White plays his size, but I don't... Well, I, I think he might be a little bit soft as well, but in terms of how dynamic he can be as a right back... I think Dan Burns a good fit here. I don't think he plays like he's 6'2". I'm almost certain he is 6'2". And White. He's not... Yeah, he's 6'1". So he's 6'1". So he fits in. But I think he plays more like he's, you know, 5'9", 5'10". He's not good in the air at all. So we're going to go Ben White, Joel Matip, Saliba, and Dan Byrne as our back four. So we need three more in midfield. Busquets didn't play his height. Busquets never played his height. His centre of gravity was a lot better than someone as tall as him. So we'll put Busquets in as the as the six. Uh, Gakbo as the ten. Ruben Loft's cheek doesn't use his size nearly enough. So he's going to be one in midfield. And that's interesting. We're going to go Karsten Yanker as the other striker. He never played his size. He was a lot better with his feet than he was in the air. He'd score headed goals if he got a run on a defender, but he he was very, very 
he he much preferred to drop off, take the ball, defeat, give it and move again. So we'll go with him and Crouch up front doing pretty much the same thing. Gakbo behind our third midfielder or fourth midfielder as it would be. We'll go with. I don't know if he's six one. We'll go with Will Hughes. Now, the smaller team is going to whoop the bejesus out of the bigger team because the players are much better. But I think it's more frequent that you get players who play above their size than players who don't play to their size. You could put Ryan Gravenberg in. He doesn't play his size. He plays like someone who's shorter, but he's he can be physical when needed. But I just don't think he uses it enough in the same as same manner as Gakpo, but he has the, the explosiveness that Gakpo lacks. But I'm going to go with Will Hughes. I just don't think he plays to his size enough. Um, so, yeah, the, the short team hooked the bejesus out of them. Uh, Chris Colby, not sure if it's a solution for every week, but maybe bad football takes. Page could come back into the rotation. Also, maybe a discussion of EPL articles that you've read and would recommend. Okay. Okay, I like those things for the Tuesday. Now, the thing with bad football takes is that account went a bit weird over the summer. And I I wonder, did the guy forget to log into his other account or something? Because there was a lot of pro Liverpool stuff um, and not, not a whole lot of the expose of bad takes. But if he gets back to doing what he does, We'll definitely bring him back into the rotation. We'll continue to do winners and losers uh, as well. And then, yeah, maybe have a look around for the best kind of articles and such that I've that I've found over the week. Uh, fact 1977, appreciate the analysis of the Henderson interview. I did that on a little bit on this, but it was more of a rant. I went through the whole interview on the Daily Red on Tuesday and just gave a little bit of commentary as well as I read. I read the interview. I read it verbatim. Gave a little bit of commentary on it. Uh, so if you want to listen to that, Tuesday's Daily Red. Uh, given the way in which the move occurred, the interview, the aftermath, can you envision Henderson's legacy? Would How Henderson's legacy would look different if he'd stayed? The problem is, if he'd stayed, it would have become indefensible how bad he was. So it's probably better for him and for the weird fanboys that still defend him that he did leave when he left. Because the last two years are among the worst I've ever seen at the club. Um, If he'd gone to insert mid-table club here, let's say Brentford, I think everybody would have been happy for him. If he'd gone to West Ham, I think everybody would have been happy for him. I think that would have been a much better departure for him if he'd just gone to a mid-table team and said, look, Jürgen said I'm not going to be a first-choice starter. I want to be a starter. I want to play for England. And been honest about his reasons instead of the lies that he told. I think everybody would have been fine with it. Uh, now that he's made this public break with his supposed ethics and loyalty, yeah, I mean, he could have kept pretending that he was an ally to the uh, different communities if he'd just, you know, gone to West Ham or wherever. He wouldn't. He wouldn't have been exposed as a as a charlatan who used them for his own PR gain. Will there ever be a future position for him at the club? I would say no. I really don't think so. I really don't think so. At some point, he might come back as an ambassador. But, I mean, nobody cares about those roles. 
Like Michael Owen is a club ambassador. No one likes him. <laughs> like no Liverpool fan really likes Michael Owen, which is a shame because he was an incredible player, but he's just, he's a rather unlikable chap. Um, Tiberius Sports Bowl, question for the pod. Make a new squad of 20 comprising of the best player from each club. What players would be moved around to make a normal formation? For example, unless the team there's a team where the best player is a goalkeeper, an outfielder would have to fill the spot. Okay. Who would be the backups for each position? Where would the team finish in the league? Uh, could do this for other leagues of it on a Tuesday. So do something random like this on a Tuesday. Definitely could do that. Let's have a look then and let's get this one for today. Um, right. Don't need a pen and paper for this one. Right, Manchester City's best player. Now, I'm I'm going on my own opinion, not the consensus. City's best player is still KDB. Spurs. I mean, Son is an option. I think Romero's a great option here. I'm gonna, I'll say Son. Liverpool. I think Liverpool's best player is Alison Becker. Certainly based on last season. Alison is Liverpool's best player. Uh, West Ham. Lucas Paqueta. Arsenal. Kyle Saka. Brighton. Is it Matoma? Is it a stupid? Don't think it's I don't think it's anyone else. I think Evan Ferguson will be their best player. If it's not him, it will be Julio and CISO, depending on how he recovers. But I think it's I think it's probably Purvis a stupid one, to be honest. Uh, Crystal Palace. Uh, there's there's an argument here for four players. Eze, Olise, Gwehi and Dekure. I think Gwehi and Dekure have a stronger case because Olise is still a little bit inconsistent and Eze can have games where he just doesn't impact at all. So do I go Gwehi or do I go Dekure? Actually, is City's best player Rodri? No, I'll go KDB. We'll go to Curry, but I think Mark Wehi is a real shout there. Uh, Brentford. Brentford's best player is Ivan Tony. There's no point in overthinking it. I know he's suspended, but he is their best player. Nottingham Forest. It's it's Morgan Gibbs White. Aston Villa. Bubakar Kamara. United. I mean, it's it's Bruno, isn't it? 
It's Bruno or Rashford. I'd say Bruno. Chelsea. Huh. I think it's probably Nkunku, just over Enzo. So I'll go with him. Fulham, it's Jaipolinia. Newcastle, it's Bruno Gamerish. Wolves, I think it's Max Kilman, being honest. Pune is the most talented, but I think Kilman's still the best player at the club. Bournemouth. Oatara. Tyler Adams. Tyler Adams is the best player at the club. He's the most accomplished as well. Sheffield United. It's Ahmed Hazaj. It just is. Um... Now, maybe one of the new signings will take that role, but for now, it's him. Everton. It's Amadou Onana by a million miles. Luton. Pass. Um, I don't know. I don't know who the best player Luton is. Let's have a look. I, I feel like it's probably the striker. What's his face? He hasn't, hasn't done enough yet for me to remember his name every time. Uh, Luton, best player. Yeah, Carlton Morris. I feel like it's probably him. We'll go with him. And Burnley. I want to say Aaron Ramsey, but he hasn't performed yet in the Premier League, so it's hard to go there. Uh, it's probably Sander Burge as things stand, which is probably is. We'll go with Sander Burge. Right. Let's make a team out of this mess. Um, we have no left-backs. Oh, we do have a left-back. We do have a left-back. So we can slot in who we can slot in. So Stupinum will go left-back. We can move him out then. Okay. Um, Bubakar Kamara is going to have to play right back. He has played there before, so that's actually fine. Allison's obviously the goalkeeper, so we should probably put him in. Um, Centre-backs. Max Kilman is the only centre-back we actually picked, but Joe Polina could play there no problem at all. So our goalkeeper is Allison. Our back four is Kamara, Polina, Kilman, and a Stupinen, which is ideal because that can become a back three and let a Stupinen bomb forward. So that works out really well. Uh, okay. Tyler Adams could also play right back, in fairness. Uh, in midfield, we'll put Dekure in as the holder. And we'll go KDB. And I suppose Lucas Piquetta? No, Bruno Gamerish, isn't it? It's Bruno Gamerish. As the eights. 
actually did pick another centre back. I picked Ahmed Hodzic. So should I just? I suppose I should just pick him because he is actually a centre back, and then people aren't being shoved out of position too much. So that's okay. Um, in attack, and I think the attack is going to pick itself. I think it's just going to be Saka, Ivan Tony, and Son. Which leaves me Tyler Adams as a sub can play or be anywhere across the midfield. Jair Polina can play centre back and holding midfield. Onana can play any midfield role. So can Sander Burge. Bruno Fernandez can play either eight position. Morgan Gibbs White and Nkunku. And Kunku's going to be our... It gives why I can play eight and either wing. And Kunku can play either wing and nine. Arnold Morris can play as a nine. And I think Lucas Paqueta can play eight wing and as a nine if needed. The thing I don't have is a backup goalkeeper. He could have gone for Pickford, I suppose, but that'd be horrendous. So Allison in goal, Kamara, Ahmed Hodzic, Kilman, and Astupin as my back four. KDB, Dukure, and Bruno Gamerish as my Midfield, Saka, Tony, and Son as my front three. You know what? Apart from the centre-backs, I love that team. And I do like both Ahmed Hazic and, and Kilman. I'm just not sure if they'd have the pace to play together. Ahmed Hazic isn't slow, though. I mean, it's possible that that's actually. It's possible that's actually a pretty good centre back pairing. It really is. The rest of it's great. Because it can be a back three out of pos- in possession, send a stupid and launching forward. Saka can almost act as a right wing back, giving De Bruyne and Gamerish more central roles. Son of Tony, Dukure holding together, protecting that defence. That's actually a really good team. I'm very happy with that team. It's a shame I didn't get a backup goalkeeper. Is there anyone I could make a case for? Anyone I could make a, a, a retrospective 
retro, retrospective retroactive decision. Good. Hmm. Could you make the case that James Trafford is the best player at Burnley? I think I could. So we're going to make the case. I said so, therefore it is true. So James Trafford is our backup goalkeeper and Sander Burge, unfortunately, you miss out on this dream team opportunity. Um, so we're pretty well covered everywhere. Like we don't, Kamara can play centre-back, Paulinho can play centre-back, we're loaded in midfield. Uh, Saka can be our backup left-back. Adams is the backup right-back. Everybody else can play pretty much two roles. So yeah, there you go. We're happy with that one. Uh, moving on, Teo Saki. Question for the pod. Which top six Premier League team needs Evan Ferguson the most? And which team is best for him? Which team needs him the most? Uh, so City don't need him. Liverpool don't need him. Chelsea need him. Spurs need him. I don't think Arsenal need him. And United just signed Hoyland, uh, so they don't need him. Um, so Chelsea and Spurs. Who needs him the most? Probably Chelsea. Because Spurs have Son, who can play that role, and he'll get you 18 to 20 goals a season. So Chelsea need him the most. What's the best move for him? Spurs, Liverpool, or City, really? Spurs, Liverpool, or City? City only if Haaland left. At Liverpool, he could play with Darwin. I don't think he could play with Haaland. I really don't think he could play with Haaland. I think Ange would be the best coach for him in terms of how Ange sets things up and how Ange uses his nine. So I'm going to say the best move for him is Spurs. Also, could he be Real Madrid's future number nine if they don't sign Mbappe? Well, that will be this summer coming, or next summer as it is, but summer 2024, I would suggest that's too soon. I think he could play for Real at some point. I really do. But I don't think that time is now. I don't think it will be in 10 months. I think it's three to four years down the line. I think he's got a, still got a lot of learning to do. But could he? Yeah, eventually. Most likely he could. And that is it. That is our questions for today. So we will take a break. And when we come back, news and gossip. See you in a sec. Right. Welcome back. So uh, there's a good piece on the BBC website about Salif Keita, written by Piers Edwards. If you haven't heard of Salif Keita, I fully recommend reading this piece. It's absolutely outstanding about one of the pioneers in African football. So do give that one a read when you get a chance. Uh, Damari Gray has left Everton to join Al Etifak, uh, $8 million fee and a four-year contract. This follows on from the debacle between Gray and Deich over the last few days where Gray told Everton that a deal to summer was done and Everton said, well, it's not done with us, so it's not done at all. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a shame to see a 27-year-old make that move, but if, if he's happy, he's happy, so away with him. Ballon d'Or shortlist, England 3-0-7 from Manchester City nominated. So your Ballon d'Or nominees, Josko Gvardiol, obviously nominated for his time with Leipzig, but more so with Croatia. Jamal Musiala of Bayern, Andre Onana, one of the funniest inclusions on the list. Uh, Karim Benzema, Mo Salah, Bukayo Saka, Kevin De Bruyne, Jude Bellingham, Randall Colomuani, Bernardo Silva, Kwicha Kvalachkelia, Nicolo Barella, Emmy Martinez, Ruben Diaz, Erling Haaland, Martin Odegaard, Ilke Gundogan, Yassine Buno, Julian Alvarez, Vinicius, Rodri, Antoine Griezmann, really don't miss. I know he had a good World Cup, but I mean, come on. Uh, Lionel Messi, Letaro Martinez, Robert Lewandowski, Kim Min Jae, Luka Modric, Kylian Mbappe, Harry Kane, and Victor Osman. Um, there's probably three or four that don't belong, but that's about it. Uh, didn't see Cristiano's name anywhere among the nominees. So all his weird fanboys will be having a big old cry wank tonight. Uh, speaking of, speaking of the show pony, uh, Lionel Messi rivalry now gone, says Cristiano. Cristiano says he and Lionel Messi changed the history of football, but their rivalry is now gone. We are respected all over the world. That's the most important thing. Uh, he is... You, yes, but to a much lesser extent. He makes his way, I make mine. He's done well from what I've seen. It's about continues, continuing, the legacy continues. He's such a strange guy. He always speaks about himself in the third person as well, which really annoys me. Um. Yeah, well, look, enjoy playing against the plumbers, you know, whatever keeps you happy. Uh, Saudi Pro League. Oh, this is a list of of who the Saudi teams have signed. So AFA, uh, they signed Carl Toko Akambi. He's played for Lyon. Gregoris Krzyzowiak, who played for PSG. I want to say Sevilla. Was that West Brom for a time? And Cyprian Tata Rasunu, who was at AC Milan. So that's their, they're one of the smaller clubs. That's what they've done. Al-Ali, obviously one of the big four. They've signed Alan St. Maximum, Riyad Mahrez, Bobby Firmino, Eduard Mendy. They also have uh, Ejgan Alioski, formerly of Leeds. Frank Kessie, Mary Demerol, and Roger Ibanez also there. So they've got a good goalkeeper, two good centre-backs, and a good front three. So, and Frank Kessie in midfield. So, Likely only four plumbers in the team. Uh, Al Etifak, Henderson, Wijnaldum, Dembele, Jack Hendry, Robin Quasson. He was there, I think, beforehand. And now Damari Gray. Um, so poor Ginny Wijnaldum having to carry a sack of shit up and down the field again. A swearing is necessary sometimes. Uh, Al Fateh, Christian Tello, and Jason Denier. Also managed by Slavin Bilic. Alfeja, Vladimir Stojkovic, played for Wigan and Nottingham Forest in the lower leagues. 
Henry Onyekoro is there. Uh, very talented young, well, not young anymore, but very talented forward who didn't quite work out at Everton. Fashion Sakala, formerly of Rangers, he's there. And Milan Pavkov, uh, Serbian international, one cap. Al Hazim, they signed Amin Damon, uh, the Tunisian. Um, that's their only notable signing. Al Halal, managed by uh, Jorge Jesus, George Jesus, Jorge Jesus, Jorge Jesus, I don't know. <laughs> Former Benfica manager. Um, Neymar, Mitrovic, Koulibaly, Malinkovic Savage, Malcolm, Ruben Neves, and Yassine Buno. Buno. So, decent keeper, strong midfield, Neves and, and Milinkovic Savage. Neymar is the 10. I assume Mitrovic will be the striker. But there's going to be some plumbers in that team. Al-Itahad, um, Benzema, Kante, they signed Jota of Celtic and now he's leaving. They brought in Fabinho. They've wasted months or weeks or however long on the pursuit of Salah. Um, Ahmed Higazi, the former West Brom defender, is already there. Al Nazir, who employ Cristiano. Uh, Luis Castro is the manager. They've got Mane, Brozovic, Alex Tellez, Seiko Fafana, Otavio. Americ Laporte, David Espina, and Taliska. So they've got a pretty strong team. Uh, Jorg Mendonca, who used to be an assistant manager at Reading, is at Al Octud. Paolo Vitor is the only notable player there. Al Riyad, um, managed by former Shakhtar boss Igor Jovasevich, who isn't very good. Uh, Pablo Santos, I don't know who he is. Al Riyad, Yannick Ferreira is the manager. Martin Campana, he's he's decent. He's there. Juan Mee, former Southampton striker, he's there. Uh, Marcel Kaiser is the manager of Al, of Al Shabab. Uh, they've got Ever Benega, Yannick Carrasco, Gustavo Quayler. That's not bad. Um. Al-Tawun, nobody. Al-Tai, nobody. Al-Weda. Georgius Donas, who played for Blackburn, he's manager there. Uh, Odian Agallo, who once had a loan spell at United, is there. Uh, Damak, Cosman Contra, former Romanian international right-back who played for West Brom, is the manager. Uh, Adam Mayer, who was once a very talented player, for Azad Alkmaar, just didn't develop. And he's there. So is Kevin, uh, George, George's Kevin Nkudu, formerly of Spurs and Burnley. And Kalij, they've got Lissandro Lopez, Fabio Martins, and are managed by Pedro Emmanuel. Look, there's, there's four really, really standout teams. There's Al Ali, Al Halal, Al Nazir, and Al Itahad. Then there's Al Etifak, who are probably the fifth. And if they finish any higher than fifth, that's a, an achievement in itself. If they finish lower than fifth, it's a colossal failure and they should all be fired. Um, 
Brendan Rogers says the morality officers are judging Jordan Henderson. Well, I mean, Brendan, of course, a man who likes to speak about character all the time and yet has absolutely none of his own. A man who's not only turned his back on multiple football clubs, but also on his wife. If you ever want to know more about Brendan, just read read the transcripts of his divorce. Man speaks about character. <laughs> uh, Brendan. If, if everything about Brendan came out, I'm not sure he'd be able to work again. Uh, we're picking... The England team for their game against Ukraine. Goalkeeper, Sam Johnston, Jordan Pickford or Aaron Ramsdale. Jesus, wow. That's horrendous. Um, Because he's least offensive, we're going to go Sam Johnston. Right back. Uh, Trent is listed, but he's injured. But he's still the best right back here, so we're going to pick him. Left back. Uh, I'm going to play Levi Colwell at left back. We're going to go Mark Wehi and Fikayo Tamori as the centre-backs. In midfield, it'll be Jude. It will be... I'm going to pick Calvin Phillips as the sitter and Declan Rice as the left-sided eight. Saka on the right... Rashford or Foden. See, I, to be fair, to be fair, the left side at eight should be Phil Foden. Um, which means Rashford will be left side of the attack, Kane through the middle. And no, I'm not going to change and put Declan Rice as the six over Calvin Phillips because it's my team and I don't want to. But Declan Rice, would be, Declan Rice is going to be in the team regardless. Um... Hmm. I actually wonder. I'm gonna play. I do you know what I do? This is just me. I play Saka as the left-sided one in the midfield three, so that when Trent shifts on forward, I've got Tamori, Guehi, and Colwell as a back three. And Trent and Saka as glorified wingbacks because Saka has played a ton as a wingback. And then I keep Foden in attack. Kane and Rashford will be my goal scorers. Jude will join them. I'm going to keep Calvin Phillips as my holding midfielder. I don't care what you say. There you go. My team's going to beat yours. Trust me on that. Um... The goalkeeper just has no business in this team, though. None of the goalkeepers in the England squad have any business playing with this group of players. Right, uh, with a toothy gossip. Saudi Arabia's Al-Itihad are ready to lodge a 200 million bid for Mohamed Salah, but fear time is running out before Thursday's transfer deadline. Uh, what time is it in Riyadh right now? It is three minutes past five. So they are two hours ahead. Oh. Yeah, they're two hours ahead of us. Uh, I would have thought it was more. 
So I assume their deadline closed at 11 o'clock. So they've got six hours to get something done. Uh, Salah will not leave Liverpool this year, despite being offered a contract worth between 400 and 480 million over three years. That contract will still be there next season. Uh, former England and Chelsea manager John Terry is on the verge of joining Al Shabab to make his managerial breakthrough. I really hope that's true. Tottenham goal, they should sign, they should definitely, someone should hire Duncan Ferguson because I'm missing out on content by not being able to go over Duncan Ferguson's managerial record week by week. I have a feeling John Terry would be a Duncan Ferguson type manager. Uh, Tottenham goalkeeper Hugo Lloris faces an exile until January with the France international having shown no inclination to go despite Spurs receiving offers. I don't think Spurs will even register him, to be honest. Eric Dyer has held talks with Daniel Levy after being frozen out by Ange Postacoglu. So he's had a tantrum, thrown the toys and gone to the chairman over the manager's head. Oh, that's that's really going to play into the manager's good books, isn't it? Liverpool tried to swap Darwin Nunes for Jeff Felix. No, they didn't. Chelsea's Spanish goalkeeper, Kepa, who moved to Real Madrid on loan, has spoken to Bayern Munich head coach and was close, Thomas Tuchel was close to joining the Bundesliga champions before it called to the Bernabeu. Bayern Munich are set to launch a fresh bid for Joao Polina in January. Well, they do it at the end of December so you can get him in early then. Former Man City captain Ilkay Gundogan has admitted he snubbed interest from Arsenal. He couldn't step down in fairness. Um, playing for Barcelona was his childhood dream. So there you go. Aston Villa have agreed a deal for Phil Coutinho to join Qatari side Al Dahoul on loan, with his new club set to pay all of his wages. Chelsea's English defender Levi Cole will reveal that Adam Lallana convinced him to sign a new contract and stay at Stamford Bridge under Maurizio Pochettino. And uh, it was bad advice, clearly. And you should have known Adam Lallana was going to give you bad advice because he's a 34-year-old man who wears skinny jeans with rips in the knees. France forward Antoine Griezmann is set to leave Atletico Madrid at the end of the season and join Lionel Messi in heading to MLS. Interesting. Chelsea have held talks with Saudi state airline Riyadh Air over becoming the club's new front of shirt sponsor. The issue there is that that's not actually a real airline. It's just an idea of an airline. They've never flown a flight, ever. Ever. Not even a test. So that's hokey. It's also owned by the PIF, who own Newcastle, but they also invest heavily in Clear Lake. So definitely something the Premier League should be investigating. Killing Mbappe is ready to give up his 70 million loyalty bonus, but has made it clear he is not he will not sign a new contract. 70 million loyalty bonus. And him demanding to leave. Former Real Madrid and Chelsea star Eden Hazard has dropped a hint that retirement is edging closer. Well, nobody wants him, so I mean, it's not surprising. It is time to retire. You can't play anymore. You could maybe go and play in Saudi if you wanted to. If you want to keep playing, that's about the only place for you. And that's it. That's all I have today, folks. Thank you as always, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.
Social Podcast Network.